All right. Well, I think we're good to go. Are we good to go? Yep. Light it up. Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates review and discuss movies that mean the most to them. Why, hello there, fellow watchers. My name's Whitey. I'm your host for this evening, and we'd like to welcome you into the panic room again for episode six. And this night, it's Will Ferrell's stepbrothers. Mate, this is going to be a very hard one for me. It's going to be hard for me to disguise my love for this movie. But anyway, enough of that, and uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. Let me introduce you to the team, as always. Uh, with me here in the studio is my number two, Gao. How are you, mate? Oh, very good. My name's Gao, but tonight <laughs> you can call me Dragon. Oh, nice, Gao. Your name is Gao. And uh, Morg's up there from the land, and we may have solved connection issues. What do you reckon? Oh, look, I don't know. Another shit internet connection up here from on the land. But when you're a primary producer, it's just not it's not your highest consideration is how your internet's going to work. But uh, glad to be again with you two. Whitey, amazed at every week how you manage to tell everyone how much you love the movie before we even start, when I think we're meant to go into a point system at the end that tells us whether we love it or not. But, hey, it's born to watch, so uh, that, that's how we roll. Uh, this is it, mate. We're, we're effectively making it up as we go, and I'm sure that at some stage there'll be a movie where I don't give away my uh, fandom for it so early. Obviously, last week we had an amazing special guest, and what an episode it was, Commando. I, I truly believe that was our masterpiece out of the out of the five previous episodes. Commando, by far, is is killing it in terms of fandom, and we've actually had a few fans uh, ring in and actually contact the podcast this week, which has actually blown me away. Had, you know, Doug from the US. So uh, shout out to you, Doug. Thanks so much for listening. We had a, I want to do a, who am I for the two of you? So I got a phone call today and it went like this. He goes, I was sent your link for Backdraft and I listened to it on the way to work this morning and I was pissing myself the whole way to work. I loved it. He He goes, Whitey, you were the host and you ran it well. And you're as funny as always. He has Morgs, very funny, but seemed very disinterested. And Gao, well, he's still overrated. Who am I? That could be any number of people. <laughs> Who do you think it any is? Any number of people. Who do you think it is? Have a guess. Geno. Well done. Had to be. Well done. So shout out to Geno. Thanks, mate. mate. Uh, a loyal fan. And, and they're growing, so we have two. Plus our wives, so that's five. Plus our kids, so that's nine. Who the fuck is Doug mate, from America? Mate, from America, he's a big fan. He's, Loves he's the loving, show. He's loving what we're doing. Uh, we, we're, we're breaking into the US market, it would seem. Uh, so props to Doug. Keep listening, mate, and uh, spread the word of Born to Watch. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, Dougie. Good on you, Doug. You're a good cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are, Dougie. Yes, you are. Mate, so anyway, as we said, today we're going to review 2008's Will Ferrell comedy tour de force, Step Brothers. I love this movie. I've said it again, and, and I'm not going to give it five stars, and, but maybe I will. I you, don't know. You may give it five stars. It five you, stars. You, need to, you need to keep that till the end of the show. But look, look, I'm so excited about Step Brothers. I really am. This is the start. Well, this is not the start. This is right in the middle of the mckay Ferrell partnership, which you know birthed some quality movies like Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, and Anchorman 2. I, I think this is in the top two of those movies. 
Anchorman and this are probably the the two best. But look, IMDb, this movie splits people for some reason. IMDb rates is 6.9 out of 10. Tomato, the tomato meter is way worse. 55% on the tomato meter, but a 69% on the audience. I, I reckon this is actually incredible. This is mind-blowing. How and do it, they get to that? I, I don't it's know. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Everything that I read, it really said that this divided the public, and I, I don't know how. And I'll talk about this later, but I actually think this could be the best 24, first 24 minutes of any comedy movie in the history of comedies. Did you time that? I timed it. It was 23.56. Right, and it is because it started with this is the best six minutes, this is the best 12 minutes. Then you have the silly discussion with mum and dad in the bed, and I'm going, No, if we take that out, it's the best 24 minutes of comedy. Yeah, it just gives you everything, doesn't it? In that, it's it's so good the start of this movie, watching it again. It it just there are so many quotes in that first 10 to 15 minutes, it's it's crazy. And we'll get to quotables, but I think I tapped out at 17, and that was in the first 24 minutes of quotes. So, anyway, Gal, please. Tell us about the movie. Well, here we go. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley star together in Step Brothers. Ferrell plays Brennan Huff, a sporadically employed 39-year-old who lives with his mother, Nancy. Riley plays Dale Doback, a terminally unemployed 40-year-old who lives with his father, Robert. When Robert and Nancy marry and move in together, Brennan and Dale are forced to live with each other as stepbrothers. As their narcissism and downright aggressive laziness threatens to tear the family apart, these two middle-aged, immature, overgrown boys will orchestrate an insane, elaborate plan to bring their parents back together. Yeah, mate. It's 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 truly comedy gold. What do you think, Morgs? Mate, any movie that starts, as we all have started the day, with homemade nachos in the microwave and then having a wank to Dave's TV aerobics <laughs> is going to catch my attention every time. Mate, I'm, I'm watching, watching the lady. I'm watching the thing, the thing with the, the lady. lady. <laughs> but but let me, let, let's, delve, let's, delve in, let's delve into the start of that movie just a little bit more because I've got some notes on this. And we go from Brennan, the first minute, we know exactly what we're up for. Nachos, cereals, cereal, a blue drink. Brennan's ensemble, a Judd Sisters t-shirt, Star Wars pyjama pants. This guy's 40. Aerobics, masturbation, I'm watching the thing with the lady. Those are my notes for that scene. Then, then I go to Dale. This is all, so this is minute three. Guitar hero, muscle shirt, tight jeans. What if I want wings? Like, this is, and this is, or actually, I've got the note here. This is all in the first one minute 45, and I am all in. I'm all in on this movie. Thoughts? Yeah. From the start of it, like, you just know, you know what you're in for straight away. It's, it's just a great movie. Yeah. And you just know from the start, that's what it's going to be. Um, I, I don't know what I'll say. There's nothing bad, bad no, to say about no, this movie. There's not. It, it's, it's good, bad, the ugly's going to be interesting. So, let's go through the cast, Gow. Tell us a bit about the cast. Well, we know who the film stars. We've obviously got Will Ferrell, who's really hits his peak in this movie. You know, this is this is at the peak of his powers for me. Yeah, he's in a good run. There's no doubt. I I think that Will Ferrell would be my favourite comedy actor. He's done he's done some he's done some bad movies. There's no doubt. But the I think the good ones overshadow the shit ones that he's done. He's got a bit of Eddie Murphy in there. He's got some really yeah. good movies, and then there's the odd bad one. Yeah. But but, you know, he'd been in a few things. You know, he'd been in Austin Powers, had some small parts. A Night at the Roxbury as Steve Batapi. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome role. Great movie. But, and Zoolander, obviously. But then he's, you know, he really starts to hit his straps with old school Starsky and Hutch. We're going you know, streaky. Anchorman and, you know, Wedding Crashes and then Talladega Nights. Yeah. 
and that's where he starts to hit some real comedy gold yeah. with well, John C. Riley. Right, right in the middle of the, of the Adam McKay feral yep. partnership that just blows it away. And if you throw Judd Apatow into that mix, because he's a producer of this movie That's right, well, he is too. It, it's a triple threat that's like no other when it comes to comedy. Morgs, what do you reckon about Will Ferrell? I, I was thinking a lot about old school, which I really like, but I think unlike this movie, old school really dips in, in the guts of the movie. Like, it starts off super strong, like like Step Brothers does, but uh, it kind of drags a bit through the, the, the setup through old school. But everything I love about the movie is Will Ferrell just doing his shit. And yeah, look, he's funny as fuck. Uh, Greg Flipper Highfield reckons I looked a lot like uh, Will Ferrell back in the day. And uh, I, I, I tend to agree with him. Uh, we definitely had the same gut profile there for a while. But, but uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, absolute genius. And uh, there's not a lot, as Gow said, that we've seen that we don't like in there. But old school definitely uh, just shot the lights out and, and kept me very entertained. Mate, Frank the Tank is one of the great characters. When he when he skulls that beer, when he does the when he does the skull and it's like when it touches your lips, mate, it, it, it's just, and we're going streaky, it's just so fucking good. I think that's why Morgs loved the it. little things too. Oh, no, I love it for that. But you know the scene where he's working on his old, uh, his old muscle car and then he just, he, he turns around and he points to the street, hey, Frank. It's just it's little shit like that that yeah. he, he improvises that just uh, it, it obviously doesn't translate way to a podcast. It's not that fucking funny, but if you've seen it, it's funny as ball. What about um, when he gets yeah, shot in the big, neck? Big. He gets shot in the neck yeah, with the tranquilizer. My stifler. Uh, uh, <laughs> into yeah, the no, pool. <laughs> no, he's good. So anyway, who's who else is in your gal? Let's move on. Oh, John C. Riley, one of the great actors. One but, of the greats. You know, one of the great comic foils, but you know, as we've seen even lately, he's Got some great dramatic acting mate, chops. Mate, he's got some chops, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. He, he's an out-and-out out star in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Out-and-out out star. And in Magnolia, out-and-out out star. Reed Rothschild, one of the best names <laughs> of a star ever. Yeah. It, one of the great movies of all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Boogie Nights. And, it, 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 uh, yeah, we say this every week, but every movie we tend to mention, we say we're going to do on the Born to Watch, but that will be covered at some stage. It definitely will be covered. Yeah. yeah. But, but you look at what he's done. You know, he's done Dewey Cox. He's done Talladega Nights. He's done this. But then, you know, you look at other other things that he's done and he's done some really good stuff, especially in winning time. Oh, he recently. was great like, winning he, time. He's unbelievable. Well, the the, the McKay-Ferrell fallout is over winning time. Well, that's exactly right. They, yeah. they, they won't go back mm. because Adam McKay had promised the role of Dr. Buss to Will Ferrell and then brushed him and went to John C. Mm. Riley, And they'd already fallen out. Well, they'd already separated their production companies, but I think that was it. And, and, but McKay's acknowledged that he was probably in the wrong there, but that still killed that. Yeah, it did. And we've got John C. Riley starring this as well, who one of the great comic foils for me of all time, but, and he's been in a lot of movies, but also has some really good dramatic chops. Mate, he's a serious actor. Like John C. Riley, I think we forget he was a, he was a dramatic actor before he was a, a real comic foil like he is now. Reed Rothschild, Boogie Nights, one of the great names. One of the great, one of the great names. One of the great movies. Uh, he is amazing. In Magnolia, he's great. Gangs of New York. He, he's, he can act this guy. And oh, he's a well, funny, funny guy. Yeah, but you look, you know, he's done Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, Talladega Nights. He's done this. But, you know, then you look at something like Winning Time where he yeah. just absolutely crushes yeah, it. crushes it. How good's he's so his, good in it. How good's his hair in Winning Time? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Morgs, what do you reckon? John C. Riley. 
Yeah, look, uh, obviously a favourite of, of one of our colleagues and heavyweights of the industry, Paul Thomas Anderson. So he's basically been amused for him for a long time, kicking off with hard eight and then into Boogie Nights, which we all love. Reed Rothschild, I mean, as Gaup said, one of the best names ever uh, puts a pen, a pen to paper in a script. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think we, we never saw his, his comedy chops, really, in his early career because he was such a great... A great uh, dramatic actor. Was he in that? Um, was he in the Perfect Storm with? Mark yes, yeah. yes, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just did a whole lot of shit like that, where he just sort of pop up as a, a scene stealer in in a whole lot of uh, otherwise pretty drab films. But uh, yeah, look, uh, it, it, my mate Paul Thomas Anderson loves him. I love him, and uh, I, I think he's incredible. And actually, uncredited in Licorice Pizza, which is uh, one we enjoyed recently. Whitey. He's Herman Munster in that uh, that oh, really? fair where Cooper Hoffman, <laughs> right. yeah, he's, he's selling the doggy bottom waterbeds, and uh, Herman Munster, he's in it for like ten seconds, and uh, just straight away you could pick that it was his voice. He's, yeah. he's got such a, a noted timber about his uh, his voice. But yeah, love him, amazing actor, and and just great in this, uh, just ripping very, up. Very, uh, very funny. The, the the seriousness in his face when he's drumming at the end of the movie, and also and also when they're doing boats and hose on the boat. The, the film clip, the, the look on his face is so serious. It just makes me piss myself every time. I see yeah, it. he's awesome. He's great. Who so else we so what do you reckon of these two as a comedy duo? Where do they sit in some of the good or some of the great comedy duos? I'm looking at someone like Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. Yeah. You know, done, did some great work. You've got Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. How do well, you think these guys go together? They've got such good charisma together. I think they're amazing together. They're right up there. I don't think they've done enough. Like they, they've got yeah. movies like Holmes and Watson, which really lets yeah, them down. That kind of does um, let them but, down. But you know, but you've got two like superstar performances in this and in Talladega Nights. Can you forgive Holmes and Watson? I've seen twenty four minutes of it and turned it off. I can't forgive them for that. I've seen yeah. no minutes of yeah. it because it's I awful. just after you told me not to yeah, watch it's it. It's awful. But look, yeah, they're right up there. They're right up with those other two. What do you reckon, Morgs? Yeah, I, I'm very big fans of them, and uh, I think that John C. Riley particularly is just very good to watch in this. And uh, Feral, you know what you're going to get. He's going to be funny as balls the whole time, but uh, very, very uh, impressed. And in fact, it's Talladega Nights as well. Like, he was just too funny in that as well. I think you're under it there, G-Man. I think uh, comedy duo, very hard to beat. And uh, But really, really strong ensemble, G. Who else we got in here? Well, we've got Mary Steenbergen. Yeah, Mrs. Ted Danson. Mrs. Ted Danson. Back to the Future 3. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? She's been in lots of stuff over the years. Um, she's collaborated with Will Ferrell before on Elf. But she's been in quite a few series lately. One of your favourites, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Whitey. It's a great show. One yeah. of the great shows. Orange is the New Black. Yep. Uh, we've got Richard Jenkins. What? Wait, well, just back to Mary Steenbergen. When, when she had the love scene with uh, Tricky Dicky Jenkins, quite tidy, I'm going to have to say. She's She's... Yeah, she is, Morgs. She's right in your wheelhouse. She was... She, I, did, I did a bit of research. She was 55 in this. Uh, she was 14 years older than Will Ferrell. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. As I, as I, as I age gracefully and, and start to approach uh, my my mid to late years, uh, yeah, I was impressed by uh, how Mary Steenberger got in shape for this particular role. So I probably didn't think about that at the time, in 2008. But the 2022 version of myself, very impressed. You've always had a bit of a penchant for older women, though, haven't you, Dan? No, that's just Smith. He was the uh, guilt extraordinaire. Uh, boy, and his missus, he was just a massive fan of from uh, if I remember. So, yeah. 
Shout out to Judd and his boiler infatuation. Ray yeah. Plimmer also a noted boiler lover. Yeah, well, you just called a couple of people out there. They're um, they're fans six and seven of Vaughan to watch, so uh, we're we're knocking them down tonight. Uh, Gal, who was uh, you mentioned Richard Jenkins? Uh, yeah, we've also got Richard Jenkins, who's been in a lot of movies over the years. He's been in Absolute Power. Uh, he was into movie Into Thin Air. Yeah, that's the one about the Everest. Yeah, John Krakauer. That's a John Krakauer book. One of the great books. Oh, unbelievable. One of the great books. Did you did you read his book about the Utah, the the killings in Utah, the the Mormon crazy? No. Yeah, worth a look as well. No, the old Krakauer definitely doesn't fuck up a a non-fiction. But anyway. No, he's very good, John Krakauer. No, Into Thin Air, a great book and a great movie. Just such a... I've compelling got to, story. I've got to say, Richard Jenkins annoyed me in this movie. He's probably the one down part of this movie. I, I thought I thought that he was, he, he was almost. It felt like he was in another movie. He was over the top. He, he just annoyed me. He really did. And really? Yeah. Like, and he, he he almost saves himself with the with the T Rex speech at the end at the Catalina wine mixer. Um, when Will Ferrell says to him, "I don't even know what skill set that brings." <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just going. <laughs> Pardon me. He's just got his little arms up, but he, I, I don't know. He annoyed me. Richard Jenkins annoyed me. No, I, I didn't mind him in this at all. I, I thought he was quite good. I mean, I, I liked all the casting. You're very patient, though, Gow. Yeah, very patient. Very patient. You've put up with us for thirty odd years, so you're a very patient man. Exactly. Very patient. What do you reckon, Morgs? What about Richard Jenkins? He's got your do. I didn't. He did. Uh, I didn't have the uh, the dislike for that part that you did. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, that having to spawn over Adam Scott's character throughout the the middle part. Definitely a bit over the top at some times. But I mean, look at the movie usually. It was a bit hard to underact a bit, a bit of that part. So no, I think you're off the mark there, dickhead. Well, you know, we're allowed to have our own opinions, mate. Sorry that you know they don't. It doesn't align with you for once. Gal, who we got next? Oh, we got we got Adam Scott, who Mate. to me is. Does he steal well, the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Does he steal he, the movie? He does. He's awesome in it. Derek and, is one of my most hated and loved characters. Yeah, he's he's unreal in this, and I can't imagine anyone else in this role. No he, way. he just hits this so well. In fact, in fact, I when I saw him in Parks and Recreation, I was completely blown away how different a character his character is in Parks as opposed to Derek. Oh, it's yeah, but it's in this movie. He's just so he plays that character that he's a dick, asshole, dick yeah. guy so yeah. well. Yeah. Like, and yeah, he really steals it for me. And he's got some of the great lines, which we'll, you know we'll get gets to. My dick hard, <laughs> exactly. D man realty, like, right. it's great. It's the best. He's the best. He's very, very good in this movie. But I'll tell you else. Well, do we? Do, do we? Uh, this is we talk about other people that are up to the past, or is that somewhere? Yeah, else? no, we can do that now. Go for it. Yeah, I, well, a favourite of mine was also up for Derek, uh, John Hamm, who I think also would yes. have done uh, a good job. Uh, yeah. And he's also quite gifted uh, comedy actor, but Adam Scott, I, I agree with you both. Derek, Derek's someone who we, we just can never get uh, dry from that well. We, we drop Derek calls constantly to this day. Oh, and I, uh, no, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think he's one of the most fantastic scene-stealing actors around. I, the, 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 and we'll get to it in Quotable Quotables, but the dinner scene, the dinner scene where he, when he goes, uh, when, when Dale says to him, a, ban- a bonita fish big? Oh. And he's like, <laughs> and he looks at him and his son goes, what's with this guy? And he goes, yes, Dale. 
They're what's called a trophy fish. So, yeah, they're pretty big. I'm crying, but then it leads into the best line in the movie. When they say, you've got so many stories, and he goes, yes, you do, and he goes, guilty as charged with the stories. stories. How good. My <laughs> fucking God, I use that weekly. All the time. You say it weekly. all the time. It's my. It, I'm gonna say, it, it's almost my favourite quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's we're, awesome. we're, we're, we're digging into quotables there, but um, move on. Who's up to? Who's up to? We've probably got one well, more, I reckon. Well, we've got Catherine Hunt, yeah. who to me almost does it too. Like, it was yeah. really close between the two of them because yeah. she is – Really, really good in this movie, and yeah. she's she's had some parts and other things, and, and I haven't seen her in many things before that. But she she nails this movie as well yeah. for me. Yeah. My fate, my favorite. I, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, I totally agree, Gal. I, I think she even ups Adam Scott. Is I'm calling yeah. her the scene stealer of of the movie, yeah. but it's not her. Uh, when that, she's having the uh, love scene with John C. Riley. Oh. The shit is- <laughs> She's got a leg up. Oh, when she goes and takes oh, when yeah. she goes and takes a piss. When what she, about that whole scene? When, when what about him? Ooh, it's slippery. something's happening. Something's happening. <laughs> it's warm. It's slippery. It's slippery. It's slippery. Stay golden. Stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden, pony boy. How good. Right, sorry. Uh, and and again and again, this this is all this is all in the first twenty four minutes of the movie, right? This is incredible stuff, and we're 24 minutes in, right? So, yeah, so I, th- I, th- I think he, I, I tend to agree. Uh, Adam Scott is amazing. I think Catherine Hahn might trump him. I was, I was really it. between the two. I, th- I thought Catherine Hahn at the start, and then I started thinking about, and it was exactly to that dinner scene and everything he does in that, uh, and, and some of those lines. It's just fucking hell. It's just so good. Yeah. So, anyway, look, enough of the cast. So well, we've got a few... We've got a few uh, Cameos or Morgs. Oh, I don't want to say anything this week on the cameos in yeah, case Morgs well, has got them in. What do you reckon, Morgs? Have you, have you found any cameos? Because you got upset last week. So what do you think? No, I mean, Horatio Sands is uh, the singer in the 80s, Billy Joel yep. uh, band on Catalina Island. I thought that was very impressive. So there's a couple of others though, that I didn't pick. I, I think they're a bit uh, American skewed. So Dougie, our mate in the States, probably picked up on them. But uh, for us poor old Aussies, Went a bit over my head for sure, but no. Was there anyone else? That oh well, Seth, Seth Rogen's the main one yeah, in, in the interview Rogen. in the interview yeah. scenes, which Taste again is one of the one of the best scenes yeah. of the movie, the which ketchup? we'll get to. The ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rob Riggle in his first oh, performance, mate. Rob Riggle is standout. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna eat. He is. You know. I'm not. I'm not calling that a cameo. So just let's calm the oh. fuck down. Seth, Seth Rogen, I'll give to you. That was a good call and a, and a shit call from me. I'll pick it up after. Rob Rick, he's just great in the movie. I think. He's yeah, he's probably not a cameo. It's a. It's no, a you're right. Longer, probably but, a cameo, but still, but for a first for a first impression. But for a guy whose best line in the movie is "pow," are you saying "pow" or "pow"? <laughs> "Pow," "pow." You've seen him eat a man's <laughs> penis. <laughs> He does a lot with not much. Yeah, mate, he, he oh, just no. he kills it. He kills, kills it. it. Kills it. But yeah, cameo from Ken Jong. Yeah, is it cameo yeah. from Ken Jong. Yeah, that there? counts. That counts. Another interviewing. No, fuck off. That's that's not a cameo. That was just one of his first movie parts. He wasn't even Ken Jong when he came in there. Gal, I need you to do cameo cameos, not just he's a famous guy in the movie cameo. I, 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 so what do we define as a cameo? Well, Morgs is in the well, industry, so he can probably tell us. That's it. What I, no, I was going to say, from the industry perspective, if it's a cameo with somebody that's already famous, 
that does an uncredited part in the movie. So Ken Jong, he wasn't famous yet. He hadn't done. He was still a doctor. And he was still a doctor, and so that doesn't count as a cameo. With a small Rob Riggs, he was an integral character, so he wasn't a cameo. Seth Rogen, I'll give you that. That was a cameo. And who did I say? Horatio Stans. That was a cameo, but maybe not either. So I'm not exactly sure what a cameo is. I'm going to go back and learn it. Continue as you work it. Thank you, okay. Webster's Dictionary. Okay. Well, look. All right. Well, geez, I don't want to mention Matt Walsh then. Yeah. Who the fuck is Matt Walsh? Matt Walsh is the guy who's Daddy. out of Role Models, who's who's the the drunk guy at the end, who's at the Catalina Wine Mixer. Right, okay. Good one, Gear. Does that one count, Morgs? Don't ask don't him. Who the fuck is Matt Walsh? It's JT's brother. It's JT Walsh's brother. He's a ghost. <laughs> you know. He's Lieutenant M- uh, Matthew Markinson. He's a fucking ghost. All right? Uh, all right. Well, enough. I'm calling. I'm calling time on that. We're going to move in. Let's the, move on. Yeah, we're going to move on before we have a virtual punch up. Let's move into the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, again, there's a shit ton of good, and I, I'm actually going to. I've already mentioned it. And I'm going to start and just say, the good is, well, the whole movie is good. I'm going to take a a, a chapter out of or a page out of Sloan Nixon's reviewing and say that the whole movie is good, but. I don't think there's a better 24, first 24 minutes of any comedy movie than this. This is just one line after the other. It just ups itself each time. From the, from the moment that they meet, and you can call me Dragon, and you have to call me Nighthawk, I'm crying. We then move into the, the, the first dinner where they're eating chicken nuggets and chips with fancy sauce. And then we slide into the bedtime banter when they have that first night together where it is just the whole learned doctors back and forth. It's great. Unbelievable. I am crying watching this. What do you think, Morgs? I uh, agreed. It was very easy to do good uh, for, for this. But for me, it was more of a memory of when I actually watched this movie the most. I don't, did you guys watch it in 2008? Do you remember seeing it? Did you go to the movies? Do you remember when it was sort of into the rotation? No, this, this movie for me, so in 2008, I had the video shop. I did not see this movie at the movies, but when I was introduced to it by one of the girls uh, that, that was on the staff, and, and I hadn't watched it. And they said, oh, let's put this on. And it was 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. And I was hooked. And I must. this must have been almost a weekly, if not fortnightly, watch as a late-night movie in the video shop. I must have seen this movie a hundred times in the, in the years that I had the video shop. And it was one of those movies, if I had it on and people came in, invariably they would stand in front of the televisions and watch it. And then six or seven copies of the movie would go out that night. No doubt. Yeah. So, no, not a movie, but definitely video shop, my own video shop. And so many watches of this. It's great. What about you, Morgs? Yeah. I, for the reason it, I'm fond of it so much is it was on heavy rotation when I was, I was away for work in around 2013. I was lucky enough to be uh, touring in Rihanna's tour bus in Europe in a double-decker sleeper bus like you would uh, like a like a rock star would travel around in and it was on heavy rotation at 4:30 in the morning when we'd be leaving the show and heading off to the next european country and i, I literally watched it 20 times on a bus on the piss uh and whilst uh, whilst the sun rose on switzerland just to, it was just fucking to, thick just, and just to clear something up here dan was that rhiannon the pop star or rhiannon the tribute band for fleetwood mac 
Well, look, I've worked with both, and uh, I've got to say that the tribute band uh, is a lot easier to deal with than the actual Rihanna. But uh, I can imagine that. Uh, no, it was the actual pop star. Uh, she, she, it was her bus, and that probably isn't relevant to the story. But I thought I'd add it in. For thanks, you just drop it in. But, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks, Pinocchio. Yeah, sort of, sort of drop it. Industry, but, uh, industry heavyweight. Literally sat around with a good crew a very early in the morning on the can watching Step Brothers pretty much every every night slash morning and uh, yeah just knew it off by heart and, yeah. and loved it so yeah totally agree I think that as far as a good I think it's probably the rewatchable quality of this movie it just doesn't doesn't drag it's uh, funny as shit every time you watch it well I think that's one of the highlights is and we'll get to you in a sec yeah sorry is that this movie doesn't drag. A lot of the comedies that come after it that go for that two hours and five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, there's no fat on this movie. This is an hour and 47. This is hour and, yeah, this is hour and 45. Hour and 45. it is just balls to the wall. There is no fat on this movie that needs to be trimmed. There's a couple scenes which are a bit, yeah, but it, they're sort of crucial to the storyline, but they're not things that you hate watching. You just want to see more of Dale and Brennan. But you're right. It doesn't drag. It's a. It's it's a. It's almost the perfect comedy. There's no. There's eyes. no time for this to drag. No. It just goes from bounce to bounce. It does into each scene. So what did you like about it, yeah? Well, I had a couple of things here, but I, I was going with the bedroom scene. You know, when when they when they build the bunk beds, because there's just so many one-liners in yeah. there, and it really sums them up as characters, like the two of them becoming best friends, and then the parents lying in bed, but they're just out of control, and there's just so many quotes in there, like. Yeah. I think one of the most used quotes that we all use is so much room for activities. Yeah. And it yeah. just, I say that each week. Yeah. Each easily, week. Easily. And then this is how we do it. But then it just flows on to when the bunk bed falls on him. Oh and then it it's just so goes, bad. There's so much blood. <laughs> so much blood. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why'd you let Why'd us you do, let that? Us do that? Oh my God. <laughs> and then it turns out he's got a scratch on the arm. I know. Like, to me, that's one of the awesome scenes. And I was going to say, um, you know, Adam Scott, but we went through, we went yeah. through him. We'll get to some of his quotes. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, the other one I was just thinking about is the car scene at the start when, oh, when she's driving, when God. Nancy's driving him to the house. Yeah. I've got, I've got that. That, that is just oh, so fucking funny. Like, I'm not calling him dad, even if there's a fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I better not get in my face. Oh, I'll drop, drop that, that motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, I love that. I love that. You don't even know. You don't know a Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. I used to get high with Johnny Hopkins. I smoked weed with Johnny Hopkins. It was me, Johnny Hopkins, <laughs> and, and Sloan Kettering, and we were blazing that shit up every day. <laughs> Yeah, mate. The, the, oh, it is, so and good. again, it's all in the first twenty-four minutes. Like, if you if this movie went for twenty-six minutes, it would be the best movie of all time. But you know, anyway. So I think we've covered a lot of the good. There's a, there's heaps more, and we'll probably get to we'll probably get to a lot more of the good when we come to the quotes. But let's slip into the bad. You got anything in the bad morgues? Yeah, one major bad for me was uh, I, I always loved. The, the setup of Catalina wine mixer. I mean, what a fucking obtuse uh, place to have the, the penultimate moment in your movie, the Catalina wine mixer. And how much do we say Catalina wine mixer? Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And we know that Catalina is an island off the California coast. Thanks, Dougie. But uh, it wasn't even shot at Catalina. That, that, I think, is shit. And the shit a bit 
was it was actually shot at one of Trump's golf courses. So it wasn't even Catalina. Adam McKay, he actually pissed himself laughing. If you look closely in during the shots of the Catalina wine mixer, you can actually see Catalina Island in, in the, the background. background. Yep. Shooting from the, yeah, so didn't they... Mainland, so, uh, didn't they put that in? He, I think he put that in to be ironic. Like he put some shots in of cattle, of the island yeah. to be a little bit ironic. Yeah. Look, I, I, right, absolutely pretty funny. Yeah. Gal, what do you got? You got anything in bad? I don't really have that much for bad in this movie. I mean, maybe the fact that there's not really a huge plot line to the movie, and and that's you know that's really stretching. But I think that's also what makes it because you know Will Ferrell and John C. Riley just riff off each other, and Adam McKay. Put it out there, and they, apparently they did so many scenes of this. Like the first cut was about five hours. Yeah. <laughs> so they they actually he actually did that, and he actually wrote scenes, or they'd written scenes, and then he retook a lot of these scenes just to see what they what they had lived together, and, and if it came out funnier than what they'd actually written. So apparently, when they did that, you know, you went back, and there's there's probably there's a bad thing. There's probably so much stuff on the cutting room floor of these guys at their best ad-libbing that we don't get to see there, or hear there, about. There is there is a heap of uh, of blooper uh, clips which are on YouTube, which will be in the notes for the podcast. So if you just want to check them out in the notes, there'll be some links to some quality bloopers. And they are seriously as funny as... Some of them are funnier than the movies. Where do you, where do you, where do you see these links? Where do you put them? Uh, they're going to be in the show notes underneath the podcast. So when we talk in the uh, description... So you'll be able to look if you read the description of the podcast on on any, on all good podcast platforms, you'll be able to see the links to these uh, YouTube clips for the bloopers. We're just so a service. We're just a service. It, it's on the line. On the line. Yeah. Look, my my bad is is really just the mum and dad plot line annoys me a bit, and I know they're there. It's there for a reason. It's there to push the story along because it's really the only thing that pushes the story along. This more comes back to my dislike of Richard Jenkins in this movie than anything else. I, I, I find Mary Steenburgen to be quite charming. I enjoy her time on the screen. But Richard Jenkins annoys me and I just find that plot, plot line to be a bit, you know, ordinary. Other than that, this is... That's all I got. Well, the plot line is that the two of them... Well, they, they've got to split up to love. get back together. Yeah, and then, and, they, and then they get yeah. married and then six months later, these two ruin it. Yeah. And yeah. then... D-Man has to come in and sell the house for them to yeah. save the day. Well, it gets his dick out. It's, you know, he gets it for... Um, I've got my real estate license for shits, shits and, and gigs. You know, and I'll even do it for four-fifths commish. Um, look, I, 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 don't know if you've, I don't know if you've got anything for ugly, but I've got one thing for ugly, and that yeah. is the terrible cut when Derek's showing his abs in the treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Look at these. I ladder these in keels, right? I'm not eating a carb. You know, and, Since and, 2004. Yeah, so that, that is the only ugly thing that I can find in the movie, and I really nitpicked to get that. Well, you know what? He says that I haven't had a carb since 2004, but in the scene before in the house, he's having a beer. Yeah, well, that, there, you yeah, yeah there, there you go. There you go. It's That's low about carb as bad beer. as you can get. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's pure blonde. <laughs> it's pure blonde. It's the Nixons in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got anything for ugly boys? Anything to add to that? No, I really struggled uh, with that. I mean, I'm super fond of this movie, so it was, it was difficult. I particularly liked uh, the. I, I wasn't well. I, I wasn't sure to put it in bad because it reminded me of what a shit kid you were. But uh, when when the um, when the kids make them lick the white dog shit uh, on the ground, <laughs> I, it, it, it took me back to the Yoda Club and yeah. a certain member of this podcast yeah. who actually made kids lick the white dog shit. No, look, if you're going to tell the story, Dan, tell the truth, right? And and this will come from the 
from the horse's mouth. The Yoda Club was formed when I was about eight years of age. And we used to sit in a tree in the park and we used to talk like Yoda. And in order to join the Yoda Club, <laughs> we made one kid eat some white dog shit. Not lick it, eat it. And because it was so <laughs> such a, uh, such a uh, well-thought-of club, he did it without even thinking twice. It wasn't long after that that the club disbanded because we didn't want to have anything to do with the kid that ate what dog shit. So, look, it's not one of my fondest memories. So you were the childhood. original Gardocky. Look, and and look, I don't want to. And look, I was anything but a bully as a kid, and I don't know what possessed me to to make that a rule. I don't know the kid's name now, which is sad. But I, I sincerely apologise for that. That is not a highlight. But I was eight. I, I've never made anyone eat any shit since then. It, I drew a line in the sand in 83, and, and I've never crossed it again. I sincerely apologize. Thank well, you for bringing that up, Daniel. Got, I'm glad you got that off your chest. It's like therapy. Who said posca- podcasting would be like therapy? Oh, thank you. Thank you. My, my, my dog eats heaps of kangaroo shit all the time, so he'd, I'm sure he would have been fine. Don't worry about it. i got <laughs> a belly full of, full of white dog, dog crap. crap. You're going to lay in this shit on me? That's all I could think about. That's all I could think about. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's let's slide into let's look let's go into notable quotables and we'll do listen to this after this because there's so many quotes that I think we need to get off our chest. We've already been through a thousand of them. Gal, start we us off. Just, we should let's just or if, if Gal, it's your segment. You run it how you like, but I think we should limit this just the ones that we say weekly because it is such a quotable movie. I, I just. Looking through them and hearing them again, we literally say these quotes every week at each other. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's let's um let's let's keep it the ones that we use on a regular basis, and and we're probably gonna it's probably gonna really nullify. But I'd probably use eight out of these. Uh, yeah, you want to start? Um, there's so many. There's so many to think about. Guilty as charged with the stories we've already said. Uh, I, I use that fa- all, my, I the use time. all the time. All the time. So much room for activities. We're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great <laughs> quote in the movie when they're going in to do the interviews. What, what um, about, hey, Derek, Spreckensy did. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, fuck it all. What about, I don't believe in belts. I don't think there should be a ranking for toughness. <laughs> I've been called the songbird of my generation. Another another fan of the show, Damo Giles, loves that quote. That's one of his favourites. And he has been called the songbird of his generation. And now he's been called the dancing bird of his generation. What about... You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. I can use that all the time. Oh, and prestige worldwide. Worldwide. Wide, wide, wide. Uh, One of my favorites. You're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric (laughs) fuck. (laughs) You keep your liver spot in the hands of my beautiful mother. She's a saint. This this is a house of learned doctors. You're not a doctor. (laughs) You're just a fat. Curly-headed fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. You better get out of my face or I'm going to roundhouse your ass. I'm going upstairs and I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. 
is just good. What about, um, it, it's probably, it doesn't count it quite, but what about Huff and Doback, the rap song? That, my God, every time gets me. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. I just, the Nina, the pizza. The Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. I'll do you in, in the, the bottom. While I'm drinking season. sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Not yours, lemonhead, mudhead, boat. You won't go down. Because my dick can't float. <laughs> Mate. What Every about, time I come, oh, I produce a quart. <laughs> That's disgusting. Quart, Doug? Hey, Doug, Doug, the whole world's on the metric system, mate. What the fuck is a quart? <laughs> what about, all right, here's a scenario for your dad. Suppose Nancy sees me coming out of the shower and decides to come on to me. <laughs> I'm looking good. I got a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball throw. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, we have literally done none of those things. <laughs> what about what about uh, when they're in the fight? What about when they're in the fight and he's calling out rape, rape, rape? And he goes, I, 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 I seriously thought <laughs> I was going to get raped. I'm not a raper. <laughs> My God. Well, I use all the time oh, when something goes wrong. What are you doing? It's Shark Week. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, it, look. I I think we could you could just spend ninety minutes going over the, the quotes and the, the movie only goes for an hour and forty five, but it is it is without doubt without a doubt probably one of the most quotable movies in my life. This is a go to for at least half a dozen quotes that I would use regularly. I've I got to go back. I've got to go back to Adam Scott. Yeah, when he when he's you know in in the in the dinner scene. And we, and we brushed over when he's like, don't be mad at Dale for ruining the story and, and possibly, possibly the evening. evening. <laughs> <laughs> when I was fishing with, with the cubes. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> There's one that I use constantly, which uh, is is when they get grounded and not allowed to have TV for a week and Will Ferrell jumps up off the couch. You fucking it's, You're fucking high! <laughs> I constantly... Constantly use this to use that to this This house is a fucking prison <laughs> on planet bullshit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh, All right, look, enough of the quotes. I'm sure a heap of people have got their favourites, and you can send them into us. You can find us at Born to Watch Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and you can even send us an email if you want on Born to Watch Podcast at gmail.com. So. Let's get those fans out there coming back at us and tell us what your favourite quotes are because there's a plenty more in there. So let's slide into listen to this where we have some rumours. Gal, this is Gal. Gal loves this section. This is where he comes with the this is where he comes with the heat. Yeah. Plenty of stats. Yeah. Shout the, out to you, Robbo. The stats guy. The stats guy. Listen to this. Okay, here we go. Straight off the top of the head. Will Ferrell's dad was actually a musician. He was a longtime keyboardist and saxophonist for the Righteous Brothers. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Saxophonist. Saxophonist. Was he in the Lost Boys? Don't know. Oh, great scene! But um, <laughs> mate, one of the great one of the great rock songs of the eighties. Yeah, mate. But um, but on from that. So Will Ferrell, we know, does his does his own singing in the movie, and wait, John. Wait, wait. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk more about Lost Boys. What a fucking sick, sick movie that is. Yeah, one of the yeah. great. Well, it's being remade. They're remaking it. It's going to be fucking oh, terrible. No, no, Why would you no, remake no, that? Like point break, they'll yep. fuck that up. Yeah, they will. They will. It'll be like Red Dawn. 
Yeah, there's no need. There's no need to a movie like that to to make something. No, I agree. I agree. Shouldn't be remade. Anyway, move on. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we know that Will Ferrell does his own singing. This, but John C. Riley does his own drumming. Yep. Um, kills it too. Yeah, absolutely kills it. But Adam Scott does not do his own singing in this movie. That's dubbed in the car. Oh, really? Yep. One yep. of the great scenes. Oh, it's awesome. So flat. So flat. <laughs> you look terrible doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save it with a solo. I'm Derek. It's so fucking funny. So good. I got one. I All got right. one. I got Chime one. in. I got one. Originally, Adam McKay wanted this to be a drama. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Now, I'm so glad he didn't make it a drama and he made it a comedy. Yeah. Could you, you just can't imagine it nah. after the magic they make here. No, nah, no. Nah. This is the, one of the best comedies of all time and it would have been one of the worst dramas of all time. I'm, but in saying that, uh, Adam McKay, Morgs, is a big fan of his later work when he's, you know, big short, vice, and he can do drama. Don't worry about that. What he did with Big Short is fucking phenomenal, Morgs. Yeah, I've got to say is um, that. And, I mean, winning life, everything, I, I, I'm a big fan of that. I know no, we'll to him in, in later podcasts, but the Big Short especially, that I would watch that one. Yeah, no, the Big Short is a great, great movie. I've been watching quite a few clips on YouTube of the Big Short of late, and it's just a great movie. Yeah, really, really good movie. Yeah. Any, any more listen to this, Morgs? You got anything? Any rumours? Just those, those nuts, the nutsack that uh, Brennan dropped on the drum kit cost 10000 yes. US dollars. Really? Yep. Is it true or not true that they did use the extra skin from Nick Nolte's nut tuck to make that it nutsack? absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently... Our mate Wardy... Shout out to Wardy. He could have made a massive <laughs> set of nuts out of a skin tuck. His, his fucking nuts hang down to his knees and he could have saved a lot of money on these testicles if they just gave him a bit of a graft and made the, made the sack. Well, Wardy's, 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 become, Wardy's become quite a swimmer in his older age and I think it's the, it's the wing kill effect that he has down at Collaroy Pool. <laughs> Uh, it makes, it, it's 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 taken it's taken eight to ten seconds of his best time. Um, people wonder why he, sli- he swims naked. It's the wing kill effect. Oh, he's got a fair, fair hammer to go with those nuts as well. Love, Love you, Wardy. Love you, Wardy. Okay, uh, any more for listen to this? Oh, I've got one. Um, we talked about boats and hose, but it actually contributed to the success of the movie because it had over a million hits on YouTube itself, and there was merchandise and everything that went with this. Went with that song. It's one of the great movie raps. So they're apparently the two of them, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, were going to release a rap album. <laughs> but yeah. But they saw what happened to Eddie Murphy. Karma heads prevailed. Yeah, thankfully. Nice. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. All right, that's a good one to finish on. Let's move into Needle Drop, and, and there's a little bit here. Morgs, Needle Drop. What you, what you found in the movie? Yeah, my, look, my favourite, and again, to what you have already stated, the opening is just so strong. And I, for, for me, the best needle drop is when the boys are uh, they're staring off out the front of the house <laughs> and the, uh, the title comes down and LCD sound system drops in with North American scum, just fucking had me straight away. Yeah. Like, love that song. Yeah. And just, just super, super strong opening. Uh, it's very hard to beat. A couple of other great tracks in there. What, what did you do? Uh, look, I, I think obviously I'm going to leave the one we know we need to leave for Gow. My favourite is Hall & Oates' Make My Dreams Come True. Yeah, really good. 
I love, I love, I love a bit of Hall and Oates. People may take the piss out of Hall and Oates, but they're they're one of the most successful pop duos in I the history of music. Oh, they they oh, have no made so much money and have so many number one records, and they just keep popping up in movies forever. They got some great yeah. tracks, Hall yeah. and Oates. Yeah, and this is and, and look. This is one of You're their, this, mate. I'm, I'm telling you, it's time. Just, they're, they're quality. Hall and Oates are quality, uh, gal. Now, what are you going to talk about here? I'm going to talk about John C. Riley. Right. Do you know this one? Go for it. He's actually credited with a song in the movie called Harry Balls. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. Which is the scene when they're at the dinner table. And that when you know oh, when they first if meet, you want to get down on these hairy balls. <laughs> why don't you jump right in? <laughs> There's a, a crotch buddy right up in here. here. Why don't you? Yeah. So you that's know, actually credited in the in, in the songs uh, in the, in the credits. <laughs> no, that's not the one I'm after, Gal. It's not the one I'm after. Are, are you after? Oh, what one are you after? All right, stop. Oh, Ice Ice Baby, of course, that's in there. Yes, yes, yes. And not only that, they're playing Ice Ice Baby as background music, I think at the Catalina Wine Mixer. It's like Muzak music. Yeah. When before Uptown Uptown Girl goes on that only sings eighties Billy Joel songs. How good's Derek's dancing to Ice Ice Baby? Oh my god. It's great. And the hairdo. So bad. Derek. Of course we forget the songbird of his generation. I give you something to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talk about love, love, love. Yeah, well, he is the songbird of a generation. It's like Fergie and Jesus. Oh, oh my God! No, very good, very good. All right, so let's slide on. Look, this has gone so fast, but we're at uh, we're at star of the show. What do you reckon, Gow? Who's your star of the show? Oh, this is tough, man. Well. It is really tough because you get, you're going to look at, at Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and they're so good. I mean, they're really at the top of their game in this movie. So th- that's the easy pick, but I still love Adam Scott. I just think he's got so many one-liners in this movie. And for me, he's a he's a, a shining light. You know, And as we said before, between him and Catherine Hahn, very close. I'm going to go with Adam Scott. Okay, good choice. Morgs, what about you? Mate, Catherine Hahn, for me, she's in four scenes, and every single one of them is just waiting for what's going to come out of her mouth. Absolutely owns it. I think she's fantastic. Everyone's strong, though. Yeah, it is hard. It's very hard. You, you could even you could even bring Adam McKay into this. Uh, yeah, I think with he's incredible. Uh, look, I'm going to go with guilty as charged with the stories because it is probably the quote that I use the most out of any movie is guilty as charged with the stories. So I'm going with Adam Scott and Derek. That's two yep. against one, Morgs. Fair enough. And I'm telling yeah. you what, that, that you can't argue. I think you could go either way. I could easily have gone Catherine Hahn, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with Derek because I use that quote so often. Let's slide into the final thoughts about this movie. And, and I, th- I don't think we can we can throw any more praise on Step Brothers and how much this movie means to the three of us. There's so many things that happen throughout the movie that remind me of so many people. I'd like to shout out to a special person just here. And we talk about when they become best friends. 
and they ask about what's your favourite dinosaur, and they say the Velociraptor. I've got to shout out to Christian McGregor here, the original Velociraptor. There's never been a toenail cutter be able to defy his big toe. He is the original Velociraptor. The best. So we shout out to Christian and the wonderful, his company, wonderful Abbey, the Abbey Group, who are sponsoring tonight's episode of Born to Watch, our first sponsor, the Abbey Group. This movie is, is comedy gold, there's no doubt. It's one of my favourite comedies of all time. The, the, the triple threat of McKay, Ferrell and, and John C. Riley. And if you throw into that, this is actually produced also by Judd Apatow. And this is when Judd Apatow was starting to really take off. So this is, this is four of the best involved in this one movie. And it, it shows in that first 24 minutes, this is comedy filmmaking at its best. I love it. It's a, it's a rewatchable movie and it's, it's a yearly watch for me, Luke Nixon. It's a yearly watch. And that's the truth. I love this movie. Gal, what do you think? I, I watch it quite a lot. Like, I don't tend to rewatch a lot of did movies. Did you try and watch this with your son? I did try and watch it. How and did that, that go down? That how, how old's your son? He's 12. Okay. And he's a big fan of Born to Watch. but Loves he, it. Yeah. So he wanted to watch the movie so he could prep for the, for the podcast. Tried to bring him in and think, watch this and you can listen to the podcast. And then realize within three minutes that could not have him watch this movie and had to banish him out of the room. Yeah, fair enough. Way too much swearing. Uh, you know, I haven't watched it for a while, but, you know. Father of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah, well done, well done. Morgs, what are your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I love it. Do I give my points now, my stars? So we're going to slide into the ratings here, Morgs, and today we are rating them as white pieces of dog shit. Morgs, what do you got? Oh, uh, look, again, scarred by the whole Yoda Club uh, story, but I'm going to give it three and a half. Pieces of white dog shit. Love the movie. Funny as fuck. Well done. Okay. And Gail? Hush score, Morgs. I'm going four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. Ooh, four and Love a half. it. Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's bold. I'm, um, I'm going to give this one four. This gets four pieces of white dog shit, a la the Yoda Club. And it's yeah thoroughly deserving of four. It's not a five-star movie. You know, it's... It, it's not the thing for me. It's not uh, Top Gun Maverick, but it's pretty damn close, and I'm giving it four pieces of white dog shit. But it's a movie you can put on and have a laugh to all the time, and even though you know what you're getting, it's still it's still going to make you laugh. One hundred percent. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, hang on, I'm just I'm just doing the adding up, so we'll just hold it. Oh, so three point five. You're not going to add this up. No, no, no. I've got it in a spreadsheet, and three. You're not add up three point five and four and four point five. Well, I don't know, mate. Three point five. <laughs> What? Oh, Cramer. I've got 3.5. 3.5 and 4 and 4.5. Oh, who's 4.5? Me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I gave it 3.5. Sorry. Sorry. 3.83. 3.83. It's the fucking spreadsheet. I put the wrong fucking numbers in, mate. I've got a spreadsheet. I, I'm all over the admin, right? Without you fuckers. Hang on. I gave it 4. Yeah, I gave it 4.5. And I gave it 3.5. So what, are we looking for the average score? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. That'd be four, mate. <laughs> 3. Oh, look, 5. this is coming up as 3.83. <laughs> I'm not doing the fucking maths. <laughs> oh, Mr. Trent did you no favours. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm going to just go into here. Mate, will you stop adding? <laughs> will you stop it? It's been re-added. Yeah. So uh, where does... Step Brothers rate in the pantheon of Born to Watch movies. 
Well, it's sitting right above Commando at four and Commando at 3.9375 after last week's rating, but below the thing at 4.5. So it's number three. It's in, sitting in third spot. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. I think that's about right. I think I think we're getting it right. I think we're getting it right. The numbers, the numbers never lie, especially when I don't add them up. The numbers never lie. Never a true word spoken. What do you think, Morgs? Yeah, you're shit at math. Okay, so with a rating of four, Step Brothers are sitting right in the middle of our uh, Born to Watch library, and I think that's about right. We've learned a lot about each other today, and we've learned, and you guys have learned a lot about how much Step Brothers means to us as a movie. It's obviously one of our favourites. We use the quotes all the time. And next week on Born to Watch, we're going to be doing a favourite again, surprisingly, Bloodsport, as we watch uh, Frank Dukes head into the underground of Hong Kong and compete in the Kumite, one of the great 80s action martial arts. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be a really good one to do. There's a lot to talk about. through. There's some great quotes. There's some great scenes. Yeah, there's, there's the worst child actor of all time. There is some really bad acting. Yeah. It's Forest, got everything. It's got everything in it. It's got a bit of everything. Yeah, so... From us at Born to Watch, this is me, Whitey, bidding you farewell. See you, everybody. Can't wait for next week. Speak to you then. Goodbye, gents. It's been fun. Don't edit all the good stuff out. If it does, you'll be able to check a link, www.therealborntowatch.com.au, where I tell you all the stuff that edited out, which is all the cool shit I do. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, let's see you next week. Thanks, people. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.